Hello, welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. I would like to take uh, uh, today's podcast and talk to you about housing here in Taiwan. It has been mentioned before. I talked a little bit about uh, different kinds of houses before, but today I thought it would be interesting, especially for our listeners from abroad who have not been here or don't know much about Taiwan. Now, Taiwan is a small country with many people, so to speak. So when you think of houses like in a suburb, say in Australia or New Zealand, South Africa, America, those kind of houses with a little garden in the front and a vegetable garden in the back, those you are not going to see much of here in Taiwan. In the cities, firstly, because there's just no space, there's just no space. In the country, out of the city, even there, you will not really see the little house you think of when you think of a suburb in a western country. Uh, in the smaller towns, there are still mostly apartment blocks, as in the city. But if you go out to the farmland, you might see some alone standing houses for the farmer's family. And in the villages here and there, you'll see a, a house that belongs to just one family. But in the city where I live, and in most of the other cities, even smaller cities, people live in big blocks of flats or apartments. And that is just the reality, because space is limited. So uh, just one little thing that I want to share with you also about Taiwan is that many of the older buildings, like the one where I live in, has no elevator. Okay, I know in other countries there's a, a law if the building is higher than three floors or four floors, there must be an elevator. Not here. The older buildings had nothing like that. So in the building where I live, for example, I live on the fourth floor and I have to climb the stairs every day, three or four times. Now, the fourth floor in America and the fourth floor in other countries is not the same, right? Because in America, what we call in South Africa and in England and so on, the ground floor in America is the first floor. Then if you go up one floor, now in America you're on the second floor, but in England you're on the first floor, right? So actually I live on the third floor, but I like to say I live on the fourth floor because that sounds like I'm suffering more. I have to climb another flight of stairs three or four times a week. But now the newer buildings, of course, they have, they have elevators and, uh, or lifts, as, as we will say, in uh, South Africa. The one thing about Taiwan housing is that, and now again I'm going to look a little bit more about in and around the cities, because that's where I live and that's where most of the people in Taiwan live, is that it is expensive. Housing is expensive to rent or to buy. And many of the older Taiwanese people, and still also many of the younger ones, they feel that it is their, their sole purpose in life is to own a house. You must own a house. If you have money in the bank, why do you have money in the bank? You should use that money in the bank to put it down on a deposit for a house, which doesn't always make sense. For example, if I want to buy, a, say I want to buy a little two-bedroom apartment somewhere in the city, not too expensive, not too close to the center, maybe a little bit outside, I'm probably going to pay, say, 20 million Taiwan dollars. All right? Now, if somebody gives to me 20 million Taiwan dollars now in cash, I can live almost for the rest of my life. So why would I use all that money and put it down and borrow some more money from the bank to buy a house when I have enough money to rent for the rest of my life. Most Taiwanese people don't think that way. They think you must own your own house, even if you, shall I say, put yourself into poverty because of that. 
So that's kind of interesting. And the parents often push their children to, to go out and buy a house. So um, that's a little bit uh, difficult for many Westerners to understand. Now there is public housing in Taiwan. There is public housing which is much more affordable, not that easy to get into that. First you have to enter basically a lottery. You have to put your name on a list and if you are super lucky, your name get drawn from the list. Of course, not anybody can go into the lottery. You must prove that you don't earn more than a certain amount. Then, if you are very lucky, your name gets drawn and now you can go and look at the places. And, and then you see maybe one you like. Then you make a list. Oh, I like this one. It's my first choice. This one is my second choice. And then you probably, if you're lucky, you get your third choice or something like that. But these public housing complexes are few and far between. So not many people have that opportunity. If you get it and say while you are staying there, you can't stay there forever. After a certain number of years, you have to move out to give somebody else a chance. And during that time, if say for example, you got a better job or your income increased, the government will raise the rent on you. So it's not like you can, you can move in a poor person, get a very low rent, then you get a wonderful job where you make a million dollars a month and the rent stays the same. No, the rent will go up. But this public housing, that's, that's really not easy to get. Another thing that's interesting about Taiwan housing is that, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that whenever a metro station, if there's a rumor that there's going to be a metro station in this area, or there's proof that it's going to be a metro station, the construction companies go ballistic. And they start building massive blocks and blocks and blocks of uh, apartments. The thing I, want them, I mentioned earlier is uh, on the way to the airport, when there was uh, news that there will be halfway between Taipei and the airport, there'll be a stop. It must have been 50 or more buildings that shot up. Now, my problem with these are, firstly, who's going to live there? Because Taiwan has a declining population. So there are actually every year fewer and fewer people live in Taiwan. So it's always me a mystery who's going to actually live there. Secondly, which is a little bit sad, is when these new buildings shoot up, the very rich, the super rich Taiwanese, many of them already have owned their own construction companies, they buy up, up to 90% of these apartments not to live there. They buy it as an investment. So when a poor guy finds out about these new apartments, he has to go to the, I mean a poor guy, I mean a normal middle class man who works nine to five. He has to go to the bank, he has to get a loan, he has to show that he has enough for the deposit. By the time he gets to the actual position where he can buy, that apartment has already changed hands three or four times. And every time the price goes up because the first guy bought it, he sold it to the next guy. He didn't want it. It's just an investment for him. He sold it to the next guy. And so the poor guy who's actually going to live there is the fifth guy in line. And that seems to be a little unfair. The government is trying very hard to stop that. They said, if you buy a house, you must move in before this amount of time because they know these investors and these uh, the huge capitalists buy up huge amounts of apartments and then they push the price up almost artificially if you want to say it like that and so the people are suffering because of that but most people still want to own their own house a final thought about the housing in taiwan i think you have the picture now that 
It's expensive to rent and to buy, but to buy is really, really expensive. Uh, even if you want a half decent place, that's not too old, right? But there are some really, there are some people with, who have too much money. I know in the eastern part of Taipei, there a block of apartments were built, some of the most expensive apartments ever built. And the reason why they are so expensive is that you, you can drive your car into the building and there's an elevator that will take your car up to your apartment. Now, who needs that? That is just outrageous. I mean, why would you want that? So you, you can imagine the cost of building these elevators that can take cars up to your house. So there are people who, who do not suffer under the high prices. They have enough money to buy whatever they please. But that is the situation uh, as far as housing goes here. Uh, let me just reiterate that when you go outside of the city, it gets a little bit better. There's a little more space and the, you do get some houses where people live with their neighbors, not right on top of them. But in the cities, it is pretty crowded. And basically the reason is because the, the country is not that big. All right. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you find it uh, fairly interesting. It also brings us to the end of this episode. And uh, until we talk again, all the best and goodbye. <laughs>